Welcome back to the Cape League and its Communities podcast. I'm your host, Mackenzie Carboni. This week, I had the pleasure of speaking with members of the Chatham Anglers. Welcome back to the Cape League and its Communities podcast. This week, I am talking with the Chatham Anglers. I'm talking with Steve West, the president, and Sue Thomas, one of the host parents. Do you mind just introducing yourself a little and how long you've been involved with the Chatham Anglers? Sure. Um, Kenzie, thanks for having us on, first of all. Um, Thank you for joining. My name is Steve West, and I'm the president of the Chatham Athletic Association, which is the parent organization of the Chatham Anglers. And I've been uh, fully involved for about the last 10 years, since 2011. And before that, I was, it was more part-time. And I guess historically, actually, as a kid, I, was, I heard you talking a little bit about your, your upbringing. And uh, I, I was involved many, many, many decades ago as a kid as well. Uh, when I came and visited my grandparents, but oh, so nice. that's a, a brief introduction. Was there a specific team you would go and watch when you were with your grandparents? It was, it was Chatham. It okay. was Chatham. My, my, my grandfather was actually the president of the Athletic Association back in the 1960s. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. Right in the beginning. Yep, right at the beginning. And two. So, well, I live in Harwich with my husband and my two kids, and um, I went to the games as a kid with my dad. I can recall doing that, and um, I was looking for something to do with my kids when my husband was at work, and so I took him to a game in Harwich, and uh, we've been hosting since 2008, and recently um, I've become a board member for the uh, Chatham team, which is nice. What position do you host, help, like hold as um, a board member? I'm just a member. I, I mean, I, I have uh, responsibilities that I volunteer for. So I do the um, post game meals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do I do, Steve? Yeah, I was just, and, and, uh, and I do the housing. She is, a, she is more than just a board member. She is a very active contributing board member. That's awesome. So you feed the kids, you keep them happy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Heard from Vern uh, two oh, nights cool. ago. Wants to make sure he can lock up his housing for the for the summer. Kenzie, not only is Sue a host parent, Sue is the coordinator of our host parent program. Wow! So you get to know all the kids and you place them in each house yourself. That's that's a big responsibility. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Nice. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And how many players have you had, Sue, in the past, say, twelve years? Yeah, so 12 summers, I cheated, I, I wrote it all down because it's no, a lot. I, We've had um, 25, 25 kids come yeah. through our doors. Yep, for both, so Harwich and Chatham. Awesome. And yeah. are, do you see any of them playing in the major leagues right now? Are they in the minor leagues? Do you keep yeah, up? we have, um, so we have um, Will Craig for the Pittsburgh Pirates in the majors. We have Pat Mazika for the Mets, um, PJ Conlin, actually um, played for the Mets in the big league and then has since retired. Um, John Hicks is now with the Arizona Diamondbacks. And when he was first drafted, he went to Seattle and then he went to Detroit. And so now he's in his third home. Um, Then uh, most recently we had um, Spencer Torkelson for two summers and he went um, number one overall last year. Yeah, I remember Um, yeah, so he's with Detroit. He he won't uh, be in the minors long. He's on what they call that 
uh, taxi squad. So, mm -hmm. I mean, he's essentially a major yeah. league player. Mm -hmm. um, then we've got Jack DeGroat, who was a couple summers ago. He's, um, he's going to be there soon. So Awesome. That's great. Yeah. Do you keep in contact with them? All of them. I, I, like almost all of them. So um, our first player is uh, Mark Flurry from 2008. And I just got a text from him on Monday. His, uh, he and his wife had their first child. Oh. And um, he wanted to make sure that I got all the details, you know, how big and mom and, and baby are healthy. Everybody's good. That kind of thing. Um, it's uh, the first grandchild for their family. And every summer we, uh, my son plays uh, baseball as well. So every summer he plays in a tournament in Georgia and that's where they're from. And we connect with them every year. Actually, I stayed at his parents' house this past summer. Um, and anytime that Kirk goes to Georgia alone, uh, either Mark, our, our old player, or his mom, you know, make sure they run by the hotel with a case of water, Gatorades, bars, whatever he needs. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, one summer it was an air mattress because they were too many of them. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's been awesome. Billy Bullock, who uh, was from 2008, he actually never stayed with us, but um, I've always stayed in touch with him since the summer he was here. Um, my son was maybe, I don't know if he was four or five when we started. And um, he was going to the camp every day, every week. Uh, and he, he just became really attached to this kid. And so we've stayed in touch with him. And Billy lives in Florida. And because of COVID, there was no baseball up north. So Kurt went down with Billy and played for him on his team. He runs a travel team, a whole organization. And yeah, he stayed with his parents. So it's really, it's, it's been full circle. Yeah, it's like a family connection. It's mm -hmm. like when you need mm -hmm. them, they're in the area and they'll be right there for you. That's Absolutely. Yeah, I continue my dad more than me, but contacts, we host now more coaches, but for about, I would say five or six years, we hosted players and we would keep in contact with them. I went out to California, got to see my player, Trent Gilbert. We hosted for two years, got to see him out in his home and even um, Don Stedden who was the Wareham coach, got to go see him when, when we were out in California. So it, it is, you get to keep in contact and visit their homes like they visited ours. Steve, were you ever a host parent or a strictly board member? No, I'm, uh, I'm fully involved as well. So we've, uh, my wife and I have hosted for 10 years. We're not quite as long as, uh, as Sue, but we, we started in 2011. And we, we, we've kept in touch with most of them. I haven't had the, the luxury of as many major league players as Sue has. I, I've only got one that made it to the major leagues, uh, Andrew Knapp. He's a catcher for the Phillies. Um, but, uh, but we've enjoyed it an awful lot. It's been, it's been, uh, it's been really good. You guys have so many responsibilities, Mem board members, host parents, food, <laughs> so many. Yeah, yeah but it, it keeps you involved and it gives you a better – I don't know. It, it keeps you connected with the players. I mean, you know, like our player was from Texas in last summer and drove up with the player that stayed with Steve West's house, you know, um, and so they had a connection there. And, and so that was nice. I mean, and it's something that, you know, the West and I can talk about when we were at the game. Oh, how's this that, or that, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Good point, Sue. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's important, I think, to, 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 for, for me, 
I almost had to be a, a host parent just because it's all interconnected. And if I wasn't a host parent, it would be hard for me to ask other people to be a host parent. So um, the fact that, you know, we have the space and, and, it, and I, I don't want to ask other people to do things that I wouldn't do. So that's, that's my logic. Yeah. You participate to understand and to also it's like doing every little thing you can for the league and the players. See how, Difficult was it to hire a new head coach after John Schiffner retired? Well, I'm glad you gave me that question in advance because I had to think about it a little bit, actually. Yeah. First of all, um, you know, filling John's shoes was, you know, was was essentially impossible. So, you know, we weren't trying to to fill his shoes or find a replacement for him. Um, you know, we knew what we had, and 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 it was. Uh, it was not going to be a replacement. I mean, it was a replacement, but but we weren't expecting to replace uh, him as a man or as a a part of the Chatham organization. Um, but, but having said that, it was actually find, finding candidates to replace him was very easy. Um, we we literally had 50, 50 plus candidates that were that were willing to 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 be the Chatham coach, which says a lot for our organization. Um, says a lot for the Cape League. Um, that uh, that that uh, so many so many folks in baseball wanted to be a, a part of the Cape League and be a part of the Chatham Anglers organization. So, um, you know, we we think we found a very very good replacement. Um, Tom Holiday has done a, a great job in his in his two years of coaching and three years of being the official manager, and he's brought in some unbelievably talented assistant coaches. I mean, they've all been former major leaguers and. Mickey Tettleton with Detroit for a number of years was uh, hit over 300 home runs, almost 300 batting average. And then uh, uh, Dennis Cook was a longtime reliever. So, you know, the, the kids are getting excellent coaching under our new coaching staff. That's great. That's great. What, how are you both planning on the organization side, a game plan for the 2021 season since unfortunately we didn't have a 2020 season? Susan, Susan, Sue, I'll take that first, but then I'll let you jump in. <laughs> we're, we're planning the 2021 season just like we plan every season, quite frankly. Um, you know, we're, we're going full speed ahead, uh, expecting, expecting that we can play, because quite frankly, at this, at this time, that's all we can do. Um, you know, we've got our fingers crossed that there's a vaccine available, that, uh, that, that everybody gets vaccinated. Uh, you know, our, our league has some issues that other summer leagues don't have. Uh, one being in Massachusetts could be more problematic than some other states, but um, but the fact that we do have host parents and that we don't really have controlled access to a lot of our fields, it makes it more difficult if there are those types of restrictions in play in the in the summer. But as of now, we're just anticipating they won't be there, uh, and we're moving forward. And we've got you know I. I over the last 10 years, I've developed quite a laundry list of, of to-dos, and so we're kind of moving, moving down that laundry list of to-dos just like there would be a season. And, and I expect that the league will do the same until probably about the same time frame as last year. I don't think any decision we've made, certainly not to cancel it until at least the April-ish time frame, and uh, hopefully we'll be full speed ahead by then. So, Sue? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I know the players are really excited. The emails have gone out. Um, I've had um, a couple of parents contact me of um, players whose uh, 
siblings were on our team in the past couple seasons. Uh, you know, wh why isn't my kid on your team? Who, who is he going to stay with? What, what, which housing person should he be with at this, you know? And, and so that's nice. I mean, it's, um, it's definitely, uh, you know, it, unprecedented times and we don't know what we're going to, um, you know, be up against and we'll just deal with it as it comes. I mean, I, I've got great host families. I've got great volunteers that I work with and um, collectively we seem to make it work even when it doesn't seem like it's going to in, in regular seasons. So this isn't any different for us. You know, we'll figure out how to feed 45 mouths and whether it's, you know, piecemeal and, and I make some of it and I buy some of it or whatever, um, you know, because restaurants are limited in what they can do. I mean, obviously we'll make adjustments and, and we'll go from there. Yeah, it it's is. A, it's a full-time job, you know. <laughs> it is. And it's like every step you take it one at a time instead of looking at it like, oh my goodness, I got all this. It's just yeah. one step at a time just to get to that summer. Yeah. What would you say is for both of you the greatest lesson you have learned since being involved with the Cape League? Sue, you want to take that one first? Sure. I'll say um, never have any expectations and you won't be disappointed. Every kid is different. And if you go into it looking, uh, what am I going to get out of this? You, 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 won't, you won't find it. it. It just happens. You build a connection with a player a complete stranger who walks into your house and um, by the end of the summer, they're family and you can't imagine not knowing them. You can't imagine not having them as part of your family. You can't imagine not hearing from them. Like, how was your day? What did you do? You know, that kind of thing. Um, and I, and I, and that was something that Mary Henderson actually uh, said to Steve and I, when we, when we started housing, you know, our kids were young and, and it's, it's different when your children are young to take in, you know, older teenagers is really what these kids are. I mean, they, they might be 20, they might be 21, but they're just older teenagers. And um, they come along with all the habits of an older teenager. You know, they might leave a wet towel on the floor, or they might not wash their dishes or know how to do laundry or whatever. And you have to expect that. And, you know, you just, you, you set up your, your game plan and, and just, you'll have a lot of fun with it if you let yourself have a lot of fun with it just enjoy what comes yep. away with having those individuals mm -hmm. in your home and just being involved. That was well, well said. So I, I, from my, my perspective, uh, you know, I gotta be, I've, I've learned to be more flexible than I probably was younger in life. I, I, we're all volunteers in our organization. So you, you just kind of, you gotta be a little more flexible. You gotta, you gotta go with the flow a little bit more. It's not like running a business. It's, it's a little bit more nuanced. I, I guess it's not my quote, but I like this quote, don't let good be the enemy of great because a, a lot of things get done and, and you might think that there are better ways to do them, but the people that are doing them are volunteers and they're doing them. So, you know, that's, that, that let's just let it be. And it, and it's, and, and it is good. It is all good. So um, from that perspective, those are the things I know from an organization standpoint and, from a player hosting standpoint, I, I just would add that the, the kids are all different, but a lot of the, a lot of the traits that they bring are very similar. Um, it, it's fascinating how year and year, each year, um, their personalities may be somewhat different, but they, they all seem to have, as, as Sue mentioned, that, that 20 year old mentality. So, mm -hmm. you know. It is like 
we look at them as these amazing baseball players coming in. But in reality, they are college students that also are living a college student lifestyle and enjoying and striving to become that next level baseball player. So I feel like a lot of times people who don't understand the inside works of the organization will think like, oh, these kids are phenomenal athletes and they just think about the athletic point of it. But they're also kids, like they're coming into a brand new home, a brand new area from, you could be across the coast, they could be from California, it's a different time zone lifestyle. It's just a lot of different things that go into play that I feel like not everybody realizes. And, and a lot of these kids, I mean, they might roll right from college to their, their summer team and it's a job. It's, you know, it's, it's not 40 hours a week, nine to five kind of job. It's, it's a job. They are trying to better themselves. They're, you know, every day they're in the spotlight, whether it be with their host family, you know, what kind of kid is he? Because the scouts call and the scouts want to know from the host families, I already know how he is as a player what was he as a host you know was he engaged in your family was he respectful you know what did what kind of uh, routine did he keep they want to know that they don't want to know can he hit the ball 400 feet and mm-hmm. you know can he throw the ball 90 miles an hour whatever it is it's they already know that mm-hmm. so um it, it's a full-time job for these kids <clears throat> and i think people don't realize that it's um it's stressful you know they have to maintain their 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 body and their health. And sometimes they even take classes during the summer just to keep up. Mm -hmm. There's so many factors that come into play. What memory pops in your head above all others when you think of your time being involved with the Chad Manglers? I would say uh, Spencer going 1-1 overall last year was incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and we are, we're very close with him. Um, we text often, uh, my daughter lives in Arizona and that's where he is right now. And so they've been in touch. He's bailed us out of a jam when she couldn't get to the store. He, you know, he took care of it. Uh, that kind of thing. Um, I don't know. I have so many, I, there's not just one that's a great memory. Um, you know, we, we take the, the kids up to P town and we have some laughs and just, there's just probably too many to pick from. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I, I, I agree. I mean, first of all, Spencer's a, an unbelievable young man. I mean, of, of all the of all the players I've I've dealt with, um, I mean, anybody that comes in with the reputation he does and works the clinic every day and and just it was always available, uh, signed autographs after every game, was very personable. I mean, he's he's just a great young man. Yeah. So I hope him all the best. But as far as you know, I, I I loved, and I still love, I, I agree with Sue that there are so many things you can't mention them all, but, but the one thing just kind of what I like is a late July or early August night, maybe a playoff game when you're sitting there and the sun's going down, and I don't know if you've ever been to the Chatham Park, but yeah. we get some great sunsets that time of the year. Um, you watch the sun going down, you see several thousand people watching the game, you smell the burgers, you you listen to the PA system and we've got a great PA announcer and I just like sitting there and just soaking all that in. I think that's great. The atmosphere of every, just everyday games, like just being there and being with the fans and just they're there to watch good baseball. They're not there because they have to be or that they have to pay to be in there. They're just there to enjoy a summer night of baseball. 
True. Yeah, I mean, I get to connect with them on a, on a different level because I'm feeding them at night. So I see a completely different side of them. And now that I've started the housing, um, it, it's, it's been fun because I meet them through like a text message or whatever before they get here. And I, and I know very little about them. Basically, you know, what are their allergies, what school they come from, and, and I know where they're going to stay. And then when they get here, I'm like, oh, I didn't think that's what they were going to look like. Or I didn't think that that was going to be their personality when it really comes out, you know, when they go through the food line and what they like, what they don't like, that kind of thing. That's awesome. You truly meet people and you see the, <clears throat> the timeline of how it goes. You see from yeah. when they're strangers and then slowly you're getting to yeah. know them. And then it's sad because once you really do get close and bond, it's like they have to leave already. It's like, oh, yeah. we have two weeks left with you. What does your involvement with the Cape League bring to your life outside of the Cape Cod Baseball League? Cape's is busy, right, Steve? <laughs> I was going to say, a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, it's, it, 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 it is, Sue said, it's all good. I mean, it, it's just so much fun. It's for us, my wife and I, we don't have any kids. So these, these become our pseudo kids every summer. And then, you know, we keep in touch with them as well. Um, so it, it keeps us younger, so to speak. Um, it's all relative, I guess, but to a degree. I, I think there's a certain prestige to being involved in the league and involved with the, the anglers. I mean, because I mean, we're in Austin, Texas, right now, and 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 I've got, you know, I meet people all the time that either you know they they just they're they're ex they're excited, they're happy for you know they they. They tell me their stories about going to Chatham and seeing a game or going to the Cape and seeing a game. And it's amazing how many, you know, six degrees of separation, I guess, how many different connections there are um, within the Cape League. And, and you know, being, being involved uh, as we are with, with a team, um, you know, that's, that's a pretty good thing. Steve, do you summer here like do you spend like six months here or three months yeah that's it kind of moves around but uh yeah normally i'm up there more than i have been uh this this in the current environment but yeah um you know we're, we're up there about six months a year nice that is nice how's everything in texas I don't... well today it's uh, you guys don't want to hear this it's a beautiful 80 degrees today it's just gorgeous <laughs> we have snow on the deck yeah I was say, right before the call i was like bring stuff out to my car and I was like oh there's more snow it's free you know, this this is not a bad time to be in Texas <laughs> would either of you like to add anything about like the volunteer experience or the internships that are offered through Chatham or the experience you've had with say some of the volunteers or interns in the past I'll, I'll start I mean the volunteer our volunteers I mean first of all our intern coordinator is I don't know proprietor owners I guess of Mahi Gold which is a nice upscale uh, young person store in, based in Chatham and they've got a store in Martha's Vineyard in Nantucket and they've got their brand quite online everywhere. He's come in as our intern coordinator about five years ago now. Wow, it seems like yesterday. Um, and he, is, he has done yeoman's work to, to get us an unbelievable crew of interns every year. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll give a shout out to him and uh, anybody that wants to be an angler intern, I, I think uh, you'll be well well trained and do a good job. And I know a lot of them actually help out Sue in, in a lot yeah. of her, in her roles yeah. at the field. She can jump in on that. They all stay in touch too, you know, uh, 
we, we've got uh, Kara Rose from a few summers ago. I don't know if you remember her. She just started her own clothing line. She and her sister. Um, it's phenomenal. Yeah, we have, um, you know, like Jack and, and Jack Langerman from the same summer and Mike. Uh, they both stay in touch. And then when uh, I was down in North Carolina at Wake Forest, for an event for my son, one of the interns was like, "Hey, you're the food lady from Chatham." <laughs> I was oh, like, "Cool, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah." So, I mean, they're um, they're talented kids. They want to be in the sports and entertainment uh, or the communication type fields at, in school, and you know, this is kind of a great resume builder. It's a it's a wonderful opportunity to network. Um, baseball is an extremely small community it seems really really large but everywhere you turn around there is somebody that you will know and and like you said the six degrees of separation it, it's incredible um and it, it's a great outlet for anyone looking to you know to grow themselves you know uh, and we have we have openings <laughs> yeah. i need a food person yeah a little, <laughs> little sidekick <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Like, I'll That's talk to. Right. I also want to give a shout out. Teams are in the same boat we are, but we have a, a cadre of of, of older, reti mostly retired people who help us out significantly as well, and, and we would be lost without without them too. So, uh, we have two at both ends of the spectrum. We have the young college interns, and we have the old, the yeah. older volunteers, and and they seem to mesh very well together for the most part. Us college interns, from my perspective, I'd say that we want to connect and learn as much as we can when we're involved in just the networking. It is a big thing. Like, I'll reach out to Chuck at any point of the week and be like, I don't know what to do this week for a podcast. You have anybody you can recommend to me? And he'll always answer right away. And it's just, it is a community aspect that people outside of Cape Cod might not understand, but us who are involved, we just will always be there for one another. Would you both like to add anything else? Thank you for doing what you do. Thank you for joining and thank you for connecting me with Sue. I do love having two different perspectives in different positions. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Cape League and its Communities podcast. I'll catch you next week for the next episode.